0: Welcome back to the Ancient World Podcast and our new series on Dante's Inferno. And Today we're going to look at chapter 3. And We just want to say one thing before we start about uh, some of the intentions of Dante when he's describing the Inferno as the consequences of choices and of actions. And the mistakes, the vices or the sins. So one level of looking at this would be that these are mistakes in ourselves that we do and consequences for our own lives. But it's also dynamics we can see in other people and their choices and actions, but also as forces in the world, like things that shape us and our environment and the culture and the world. And this is important to to have like in, in the back of your mind because Dante is writing this in part as his own battle against Florence and a city, a culture that he saw as had gone uh, been very corrupted and been very damaged and he's trying to describe the roots of these problems. And then in his view, pride and greed are two of the main forces that have corrupted the people and the culture of Florence. And just keeping in mind that this is also uh, over a 100 years before the Renaissance. So this is kind of the late 1200s and early 1300s. And the Renaissance is more like in the, be- the early 1400s is when it really starts with the Medici family and all the great artists and this kind of enormous uh, flourishing of the city both kind of uh, commercially but also then culturally and creatively and intellectually so this third chapter starts at the gate of inferno so there's a stone gate with an inscription on top so then the pilgrim and Virgil they walk through the gate and then they first see a group of souls and that is the group of those who didn't take a stand during their lives. So they are running after a banner, kind of forever running after a banner. And they're being stung by bees and hornets. And then the pilgrim and Virgil, they arrive at the river Acheron. That's what, this is one of the rivers from the Greek underworld as well. And then you have the boatman, Karen. He's a demon and he is transporting the souls over the river, further into Inferno, and then Karen denies Dante entry because uh, Dante is a living person and he's not supposed to be in the Inferno. But then Virgil explains that this is a mission; this has been willed from the heavens that Dante is supposed to the pilgrim, is supposed to take this journey. So then Karen goes silent, and then Virgil and Dante are looking at the boat. And Virgil is explaining how this works. And then you have a huge earthquake. And then you have a wind or kind of vapors up from the ground. You have a reddish uh, flash or kind of lightning. And then the pilgrim just passes out from all this horror that he's seeing around him. So that is sort of this (laughs) welcoming into the inferno for the pilgrim. So we're going to read a couple of excerpts um, now One is the inscription on the gate. This is one of the most iconic parts, kind of nine verses in the whole work. So it says here in the English, I am the way into the doleful city. I am the way into eternal grief. I am the way to a forsaken race. Justice it was that moved my great creator. Divine omnipotence created me. And highest wisdom joined with primal love. Before me, nothing but eternal things were made, and I shall last eternally. Abandon every hope, all you who enter. So especially the last sentence is this very famous, iconic uh, quotation from Dante and his definition of sorts of what the inferno is like. It's not necessarily the pain, but it's the loss of hope that's the worst part of being in the state of inferno. And then, just to explain a little bit what it says on this inscription. So, the Italian, like the the middle terse in Italian, is Justitia mosse il mio alto fattore, la divina pudestate, la somma sapienza e il primo amore. So, this means that it's kind of the divine justice that made this portal and made the inferno in itself as kind of consequences of, of mistakes and bad actions. And then he says directly that it's. Created by, um, by the divine omnipotence, highest wisdom, and primal love, which is the it's a way of saying the Trinity, and just like the, it is made by the divine itself, and then comes the point that me non fur cose eterna ed io eterno duro." So before me there were no eternal things, meaning that this is a part of the kind of the spiritual eternal realm and fabric and and uh, kind of the deeper being of existence in itself. And then again, lasciate ogni speranza, voi ch'i entrate. So it's a very strong kind of completely abandon and leave behind all hope. So that's kind of the threshold as we then start and kind of moving into inferno. And then there's a point here with courage and fear. So Virgil says, now here you must leave all distrust behind. Let all your cowardice die on this spot. We are at a place where earlier I said you could expect to see suffering people of souls who lost the good of intellect. So it's pointing to here that this is about choices and, and your own use of the, your free will to choose things and the intellectual part of that choice. And then more for the atmosphere. He says, I said then, Uh, Here sighs and cries and shrieks of lamentation echoed throughout the starless air of inferno. At first these sounds resounding made me weep. This is the the effect it has on the pilgrim here. And then we're going to look at the boatman, Karen the demon. So he's introduced like this. And suddenly, coming toward us in a boat, a man of years whose ancient hair was white shouted at us, Woe to you, perverted souls! Give up all hope of ever seeing heaven. I come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, ice, and fire. And you, the living soul, you over there, get away from all these people who are dead. So, this is when he points to the pilgrim. And denies him the entry. Uh, but then again, Virgil just says to him, "It is so willed. There, where the power is for what is willed, that's all you need to know." These words brought silence to the woolly cheeks of the ancient stairsman. So that's that's all it takes to just stop, Karen. And then Virgil explains. They just they stand then at the bank there and they look at the boat, and how it's kind of it's the boat gets packed with souls they are being hit by Charon uh, by with the oar and then they're transported before the boat has reached the other bank the other shore it's kind of a f- f- big group of new souls waiting to be transported over and then you have the end of this chapter so Virgil has finished and then he finished spe- speaking and the grim terrain shook violently the fright it gave me, even now in recollection, makes me sweat. Out of the tear drenched land, a wind rose which blasted forth into a reddish light, knocking my senses out of me completely. And I fell as one falls tired into sleep. So that's the last verse line. In Italian, it's kind of even more strong. It says here, La terra lagrimosa diede vento. Like the, it's kind of the, the crying, Tearful, but it's, it's a strong kind of crying soil, ground earth gives a wind or kind of vapors que una lucha that is flashing or lightning in a reddish light. La mi sentimento. So like which defeated every emotion, every feeling I have? E cadde com qui sonnopilia. And I fell, I kind of collapsed almost like a person who is taken by sleep. Just passing out. So, those are the excerpts. And then just pointing out some important parts at the end here. So, We are entering the inferno as an eternal place. So again, this is a spiritual dimension, which is important to keep in mind. And we start now to learn about mistakes and vices, and we have examples of souls and the related punishment. So this first group of souls, they never took a stand in their earthly life. And now they have to run forever after a banner since they didn't have a banner in there while they were living. And then the fear of the pilgrim is also important because this is a part of the journey. If you go on it yourself to understand yourself or other people around you or to try to understand like your current times even like Dante did in in his Florence, uh, it will be unpleasant discoveries on the journey. So that is a part of being prepared to take a deeper look at things. It will be disturbing, but it's also necessary to understand the world. And this also then loops back to the beginning that to reach this shining hill, to reach happiness and good life, it's necessary to learn about some of the darker things and some of the the problems and also some of the, the mistakes and the consequences. So that's all for chapter three of the Inferno. And uh, hope some of this was helpful. And next time, we'll see what happens when they reach the other side of the river Akron. So, thanks so much for listening. See you again in another episode. Bye bye.